0: that you're interested. But uh, if you're not that, if you're not a small child listening to this, also, if you're a small child listening to this, um, call one of those child protective services hotlines. Because I, I question your parents' judgment. I like when people say that kind of stuff. They're like, who who are they to question my parenting? I was watching uh, Breaking Bad. And, uh, you know, there's a lady who was suggesting they do some meth before her kid gets home from school. And then someone's like, "Um, isn't your kid coming home from school? And she's like, who are you to question my parenting? And I'm like, well, maybe this individual doesn't have the right to question, but somebody does. I think there's some questionable parenting happening here, regardless of whatever else is going on. At any rate, here we are. rocking You Like a Hurricane with issue 17. So we kind of... We kind of cover the basics of the story because I'm going to be honest with you. The first, hmm, I might even say 75 to 100 issues of Amazing Spider-Man aren't exactly a joy to read unless you're just really into the fact that they're older comics. If If you love that stuff, if you kind of like the cheese factor and seeing where it all started and everything, it's great. But if you like comics, like if you... If you like more modern comics, and by more modern I mean uh were created after you were born and stuff like that. Um boy. They're very wordy. Um, they're very explaining and you can it's here's what's fun. What's fun about it is kind of going through and you see how things in comics happened. How some of the tropes came to be, stuff like that. But uh if you're just if you're not into that, if you're not into the sort of It's a little bit like this. Okay, if you're an English major and you're into that nerdy shit, some of those super old classic books are, like, a lot of fun for you. But if you're not, then go ahead and just start by reading The Shining or something. You don't have to read Jane Eyre first. So we're doing issue 17, and we kind of cover the basics of the story, but also just have some fun with it. So issue 17, now on the cover... We've got uh, Spider-Man, the Human Torch, the Green Goblin, and J. Jonah Jameson all together. Um, What's hilarious is there's a big arrow, and in the arrow the text says, The Return of the Green Goblin, and what a return it is. Um, I do like these sort of bombastic text things they used to do that they don't do in comics. I think comics now, the art is really, really cool, and there's some amazing covers, but they don't do stuff like goofy shit like that anymore. Um, Also, I like that the arrow is pointing to the Green Goblin, as if you wouldn't be able to tell which of these three dudes, Spider-Man, Human Torch, and Green Goblin, and you're like, well, let's start with which one's green, and if that doesn't get me there, let's go secondly, which one's the most goblinous, and uh, if we haven't got it then, then maybe we'll consider the arrow, right? Maybe we'll just do that. Um, We started our first page, young Peter Parker's in school, and there's something going on in his class, but everyone's just like, oh, what a bookworm, what a nerd, what a blah, blah, blah. Um, And then we cut to the Green Goblin, who is practicing, I guess, fighting a Spider-Man dummy that just seems to be suspended from the wall. So it's like somebody, this is like a hilarious movie slash comic book thing, like, you have to do in a movie, you have to have a dartboard and then put someone's picture on it. I think this would be kind of a hilarious thing. If you, if you have a great relationship with your partner, I think it would be really funny to find, like, if my partner, Poonmaster Flex, as she's known on the internet world, if I found she had a dartboard and it had a picture of me on it, I would think that was so funny. Because I'm just like, nobody does this in real life, do they? Just like... <laughs> anyway, so he, he takes the time to dress up a dummy as Spider-Man, As if dressing it up as Spider-Man will be like, good, I can beat him now. Also, interestingly, the Green Goblin, like, empties out his bag of tricks, basically. So he's got pumpkin bombs, which he's always sort of had and still has, it seems like. But I never really thought about... It seems that originally the Green Goblin was kind of almost a (laughs) Halloween-themed character or something. Because he's also got... Some kind of disc with a smiley face on it. I can't even tell what that is. Um, A frog that does something. A bat that does something. And a ghost that does something. These all just look like a frog, a little ghost, and a little bat, and a moon. I think it's a moon. That's some kind of disc. They all just look like that, though. They don't look like a gun shaped like a frog or something. (laughs) They're all just Halloween items. I mean these villains seemingly waste a lot of time theming shit. Right? Like how much extra money does it cost to have bombs that all look like pumpkins? I mean manufacturing those, it's not like you could just if you just got something off Amazon where you're like, "Oh yeah, I basically make bombs and put them in these little Tupperwares that I get for 10 cents a piece." Cuz you just you need a thing to contain a bomb. But uh these special pumpkins it's like someone's making those right he must be manufacturing those some is he carving these individually of wood like what's happening with that anyway we cut back to Peter Parker and it turns out that Flash Thompson is starting a Spider-Man fan club right and so of course Flash is like oh puny Parker would have no interest in that what does he have interest in a man like Spider-Man who's a true man and it's like oh Flash so ironic Um, Spider-Man goes to stop a robbery that's happening via a whirlybird, which is a word I have not heard used to describe a helicopter in a long time, like a really long time. When's the last time you heard the term whirlybird? But anyway, it's a fuck up. They're just filming a movie. Um, it's not really a bank robbery he's foiling. It's a movie that's being filmed. So he fucks up as Spider-Man, and everyone's like, ah, you ruined our movie, and blah, blah, blah. Which I'm like, all these directors are stupid. It's like, why are you filming a movie about, like, a bank robbery when there's a real-life Spider-Man? I mean, we live in a world in the Marvel Universe where there's a The Thing, a rock man running around on the streets in a giant diaper clobbering shit, right? Going to bars on Yancey Street. Why would there be any movie but documentaries? A giant guy in a purple getup came from space and was like, I'm going to eat your planet. Like, actually eat your planet. Like, it's a giant fucking, uh, milk dud. I had to think of a spherical candy. Milk dud. Now, what am I think? What are those malt balls? What are those fucking things called? Well, you know what I'm talking about. Those disgusting things that are kind of great, but also kind of vile. It's like, I can eat half of one and halfway through, I'm like, nope, done. Anyway, in that world, I don't know why, I don't know, A, why they're making fake movies about bank robberies, and B, why you wouldn't just be like, let's just fucking film these superheroes. I mean, this is the shit. Anyway, um, then J. Jonah Jameson's having a great day, because he's talking about Spider-Man's boneheaded mistake and blah, blah, blah. And then also he discovers there's an ad in his newspaper for the Spider-Man fan club, which is hilarious because he's like, that'll put a damper on uh, this whole stupid Spider-Man fan club bullshit, which is awesome because I I love, if you haven't listened to this before, you might not know how much J. Jonah Jameson is a favorite of mine um, through various things that happen through the series. However, he's also Spider-Man's greatest villain. He's just so gleeful in the bad things that happen to Spider-Man. And he's kind of in the early days, he's like Lex Luthor, except he's not evil. He's just an asshole. Like, he's just a dick to Spider-Man for no real reason and really, like, revels in his failures. And at first, he was kind of trying to cause these failures. You know, he made these Spider-Slayer robots and shit. But later on, he just kind of smears him in the press and talks about him being an asshole. Which I think is infinitely more fun as a reader and whatnot. Because you're like, well, I don't, I don't need... There's plenty of guys trying to kill Spider-Man, right? I just want the guy who's like not trying to kill him, but is taking joy in the fact that a high school fan club of Spider-Man is not going to be as lively because, <laughs> because Spider-Man fucked up and... You know, tried to take down a, a robbery that he shouldn't have. So anyway, um, the, the Spider-Man fan club is kind of getting ready for its meetup, and they're meeting up at what appears to be the uh, nightclub from the beginning of Temple of Doom, where they were spinning around those bottles and stuff, and I'm like, is that what clubs used to look like? That's much cooler. I prefer this. If this is what people used to mean when they were going clubbing, that they went out to a place and sat at a table... And watch someone else do some kind of performance, that's what I'm talking about. All right, you don't have to get all sweaty and do it yourself. I don't, this is one thing I don't agree with the DIY aesthetic is dancing. I'm like, let's just let somebody else, let's let somebody else dance. So then, uh, Green Goblin throws his frog at Spider Man, who's swinging into the meeting of the club. And apparently, the frog is some kind of bomb that severs his uh, web that he has slung, slinged, his web sling. Um, so I guess the frog is just also kind of a bomb. A charged toy, an electrically charged toy frog. So it's electrical. So that, for some reason, snaps his web line. I'm not really sure how that works. Although I guess whoever made made this is also not really sure how that works. I'm sure if whoever made this, if you're like, are you really sure of how this works? They'd be like... Uh no. So then he uses all of his bag of tricks. But basically he's like he throws a bat at him, which is an electrically activated mechanical bat um which circles Spider-Man and shoots out smoke. Then he throws a pumpkin bomb at him. He's basically throwing all the shit at him. I don't know if he used that that ghost. I feel like he does. Hold on, please hold. Pumpkin bomb, pumpkin bomb. He really like oh, he uses the ghost. He throws the uh, goblin surprise, as he calls it. And now the ghost has, like, realistic-ish cartoon eyes. Um, Like, you know, it has an expression of, like, I'm going to get this fucker on his face. And somehow it formed an airtight cloud around the Human Torch, which I'm not real sure why that was a thing that the Green Goblin had and why he didn't use it until the Human Torch showed up, but it's pretty useful, apparently. Works. Um, Anyway... They're having the fight. And then somehow, you know, Spider-Man in the middle of fighting the Green Goblin overhears some some dickhead is answering a phone who's like, hello, what? Yeah, I think Peter Parker's here. Why? You know, and he's like, oh, his aunt, she suffered a heart attack is asking for him in the hospital. I see. I see. Well, I'll see if I can find him. So of course, Spider-Man over here, you know, I'm not totally sure why this happens in the middle of a brawl. I think that the people in the club think this is some kind of exhibition maybe or something. But anyway, this guy is just like, oh, I better answer the phone. So Spider-Man goes running off because he's like, oh, Aunt May. Aunt May, she's in the hospital again. Um, so, you know, he takes off and everyone thinks he's a coward. And uh, the, the Green Goblin is kind of kicking the human torch's ass but then is like, oh, I want to fight Spider-Man. I don't care about this flame guy. So he runs off. The club is all pissed off. Flash Thompson is Spidey's only defender. And uh, Aunt May is in her home away from home, the hospital bed. And uh, this is one issue, one of many issues, that ends with Spidey throwing his costume across the room or throwing it in some dramatic fashion, posing with his head in his hands and just being like, what the hell, my life, what the fuck? And uh, that's issue 17 in basic, basic form. So there you go uh we've made it we made it through issue 17 didn't take us too long and uh we'll see you we'll see it soon for issue 18 will it be soon it'll be soon we're going to actually record these back to back few of them so you should expect it soon if you don't see it soon that's your problem you did something wrong if you don't see it soon